Welcome to part two of this out of line discussion with Mama Cax. I would love to just ask you a few questions um, more specifically about you and social media. So I guess to start, I know we talked a little bit about when when you got started with Instagram and and what that was all about. But what came first for you? Was it was it Instagram or was it your blog? The blog. Okay. And what year mm-hmm. did you start your blog? Uh, I can't remember because it's been through a lot of, um, updates. So I started on a Google blog platform and then I switched to WordPress, but I think I started taking it seriously. Um, definitely after Instagram, because I had built up a following and those people were kind of like redirected to the blog. So, but blogging is something that I've always wanted to do and not, not just to, for people to read. For me, it was a record keeping for myself. Mm. Um, and I realized I had such bad memory. Like I would travel and forget the places that I'd been or see pictures and not even recall ever going to that place. And I was like, okay, I need to write things so that I remember clearly. So, yeah. So I think for me, that's how it started. But when I realized I could talk about things that would help people or that others could very much relate to, then that's when I started thinking more seriously. Hmm. Uh, so when you got kind of discovered, and I think you said that your first interview was on HuffPo, was that, um, how did they find you? Um, I, a friend of mine actually took a picture of me and that picture was the first ever picture that I took with my prosthetic exposed, as in the metal actually showing. Um, and we basically posted that picture. It went around. And I think that's how they ended up sort of finding me, just seeing the picture and then commenting, saying they wanted to um, schedule an interview. Wow. Yeah. When you are online versus when you're offline, and mm-hmm. whether that's on your phone or if you're on any social media platform, um, do you have any boundaries that you set in terms of hours of the day that you'll you'll be on or – you know, are there like rooms in your house that you are like, okay, this is my phone free zone. Do you have any of those sorts of rules that you follow for yourself? Mm, not really. I used to think that I used to try to just post at a certain time, um, especially when I was traveling because with the six hour difference and I knew like most of my following was in the U S but I was also building a following in like, um, Europe. So for me, it was important to like post at a certain time where it's, um, available to both groups. Um, but in general, I post whenever I feel like it really. One thing that I've changed is that I removed notifications from my phone when it comes to Instagram. So when I post something, I just let it and try to go on once in a while to sort of like respond to, to people in general. But I don't have constant notifications on my phone. Mm. Like I stopped doing that. Mm, yeah. Cause I think then it's like always in the back of your mind. You're constantly checking, but no, no, I don't do that anymore. Oh girl. I did that too. I did that. Um, and it changed my life in the best mm-hmm. way. And it's, 
it's so freeing to open Instagram when I want to see what's going on, when I have time for it. And and sometimes I open it and I'm like, oh, wow, that photo did really badly. And then other times I'm like, oh, wow, look at that. Like there's all these comments and, and it's kind of – it's a fun surprise to see what happens. Yeah. And it's also, like you said, it doesn't distract me from my real life when I'm engaging in real conversations with people face to face and my phone isn't just lighting up every two seconds with Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. notifications it is the best so for anybody listening highly recommend it I actually turned off all of my notifications for all social media for Facebook Twitter Pinterest even for my email they are off the only notification I have on is um for my text messages um just Mm because I feel like that's more of a in the, in the moment, like more immediate, like if someone texts me and needs something right away, um, that's more relevant, but everything else, zero notifications. And I'm living my best life. Yeah. (laughs) Cause for me, I think one, another thing also is that I, I'm almost always on constant, on content creating mode, you know, cause it, every opportunity could be an opportunity for like a blog post. And I always want like really nice visuals for it. Um, but then again, I also realize I, I've always been that way. Even I have, I would say two thirds of the pictures that I take don't end up making it to social media. That's because they weren't meant to be there. I just take them because I want to, you know? So it's, it's also knowing that you're living for yourself, not for the hundred thousands of people who follow you. Like I need to create, you know, this, this personal life, this private life too. Mm. Mm. Yeah. And so as you're saying that, as you're creating your, your private life, do you have any sort of intentional practices about, okay, this is my private life. Okay. This is my online life. Or does it kind of divvy itself out naturally? Uh, I think there's things that I absolutely try to separate. So, um, I do have friends who kind of like follow me on, on Instagram and follow my blog, but for those who don't who are strictly on Facebook, like I, I rarely post, um, stuff that I do on my Instagram on my Facebook. So to me, it's like, if someone wanted to stay in my private life, then they can do that without feeling like I'm throwing too, too much stuff their way. Mm. Um, and my other rule is that if I'm dating someone and they don't know about sort of like my online persona, then I keep it that way until I'm comfortable enough around them to reveal more. Hmm. So that starts, that actually starts with me not giving my full name, just giving them my nickname. (laughs) But yeah, I love that. I love that. Um, do most people know you as your nickname? Yeah. So my, my name is Kaxmi and my nickname is Kax. I love that. And the, the blogger name is Mama Kax, but most of my friends call me Kax. I love it. That's the best nickname ever. (laughs) I love it. Uh, short and sweet. I love it. Yeah. Well, and everyone uh, in Australia shortens my name to Kaz. And so a lot, oh. all my really good friends um, call me Kaz. And so, yeah. So, you know, Kaz. Well, I and think Kaz. we did talk about that because we realized how similar it was. I know, yeah. I know. I know. It's one letter different, kind of a big deal. Yep. Um, so, good. <laughs> um, so, all right. So I'm now, this is what I'm super excited about. I can't wait to hear your answer. Um, as you, as you know, um, I mentioned, I'm so stoked to be partnering with, um, cat footwear for this very first season of podcasting. Yeah. And, um, one of the things that both cat and I value the very, very most is, um, 
um, being really bold and, and taking risks when it comes to creativity. Mm -hmm. And I know that you're someone who is pretty darn fearless when it comes to travel. Yeah. I mean, like you go to places that are on the like, Americans shouldn't travel here list. And, and you don't, you don't (laughs) let any of that stop you. So in the next year or two, do you have, um, any countries or destinations that are on your, on your list of places you're going to go? Um, so far, I mean, I've been traveling a lot lately. Like I took a year and I was sort of like studying abroad. And during that time I've gone to several places in Europe and and in Africa. So this year, I think it's going to be me sort of like taking it slow a bit in this next coming year. But if, if I have a couple of places in mind to visit, I think it would be, I really want to make it to Australia I really want to go to Japan because I've known it. I've, it's been known as a tech place of the mm-hmm. tech country. Um, so that's why I've always wanted to go to, to Japan. Um, but I guess my upcoming travel is kind of like just sort of like a Caribbean getaway. I have a friend who's getting married in the Bahamas. So I'm heading there for like oh, a man. weekend. Those are some good oh. answers. I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, do you talk about your academic work? uh, online at all or on your blog? Not, not at all. I think I did um, do a post about, um, the challenges of studying in, a, in an Italian university and all the documents that are required. And that's because at that point I was planning on doing my master's in Italy, but I ended up going with a different program where, um, it, it was a program that took place in four different countries. So, in the Mediterranean region. So I was in the South of France. I was in Tunis, Tunisia. Um, and then I ended the semester, um, the school year in Rome, but also with a school trip to Istanbul, Turkey. Um, and that's not something I talk about very often. And I wish I did. Cause I think people had this misconception that, Oh, this girl's like balling. She's like going to like 10,000 countries. I'm like, girl, I was studying. I'm like in class from nine to five. I'm trying to get this paper done. But since it wasn't, I, I, I really want to just have my blog and my Instagram have this so focused. So that's why I don't get too much into it, but I do tap into it once in a while. Yeah. Man, well, I guess next time I have you on the podcast, we'll we, we'll have to dive into like the <laughs> academic work of Mama Cax. What is the the course that you're in right now, or have you finished it? I I finished actually. Right now, I'm focusing on writing my thesis. Girl, and once I do, I'll be presenting it, and then I'll be completely done. Oh my gosh! Congratulations. <laughs> hey. Does your thesis have a title yet or, or what's it on, I guess? Yeah, so it's um, basically talking about corruption in development. So how um, corruption in general in Haiti has delayed its development. Mm. Oh, my goodness. I, so I'm, some, fun, some fun stuff. Oh, my goodness. Who does like talking about corruption? Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, well, that when it's done, let's, let's schedule another episode because – I would love to hear you talk all about that. And I'm sure everyone else would too. As you said, that's not really something that gets talked about on Instagram a lot. <laughs> but I wish it I wish it would. It needs to. That's like the real stuff, you know? Yeah, sure. Man. Okay. All right. Two last questions. One, what is something that you believe that you have in common with every single human on the planet? Oh. 
that's tough because not everyone is even human at this point. Mm. So that's a really tough one. Um, I mean, okay, the sad part is that there's this Maya Angelou um, poem that says, we are more alike than we are unalike. Mm. And I think that's the title of it. But sometimes I feel like our the two main things that we have in common is that we occupy the same space and we all have this huge instinct for survival mm-hmm. on a very basic level because, like I said, um, we're all here, but we're not all human. And this is something that's become more and more apparent in the wake of so many things that are happening in the world right now. Mm. Um, so, yeah, it's sad to say, but... <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I I think that's partly why I added that question fairly recently, because I I do think it's so much easier to focus on our differences right now than it is on our similarities. And it Mm -hmm. is so much easier to kind of draw a line between those people over here and my people over here. And as that kind of cavern gets wider and deeper, then we lose sight of the basics. You know, we lose sight of okay, 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 okay. What do we have in common? Let's start there. Um, so I know it's, it's like a pretty major question to just casually throw Uh out at the end there, but I love your answers. So, I mean, I think maybe another thing that we all have in common is that wanting a better world, Mm. but that better world is not the same image for everyone. Mm. So there's that. Yep. Like someone's better world does not involve me. I'm not even there in their better world. (laughs) Yeah, that's very, that is a very, very true statement. Oh, man. Yikes. It's, it's true. Um, And I, and I'm curious to hear, because you said at this point, not everyone is human. Do you have a definition of human? Or can you kind of like, tell me more what you mean by that? Yeah, so I mean, when you talk about um, a humane treatment in general, you're talking about something that doesn't involve pain. And to me, um, not even talking about the the strict definition of it, but just being human as a whole is just um, being fair, being compassionate, treating treating others like they should be treated and like you would want to be treated. Um, and there's really not enough of that. I mean, I think um, the way society is structured in general, everyone is just out for themselves a lot of the times or they have this sort of like misconception that not everyone is really equal. And even when they do say it, they don't really mean it. Um, so there's a lot of that, you know? Hmm. Yeah, that makes but sense. It's, it's sad. <laughs> it is. It's really sad. It's a really, it's a really heavy time. And I think that, um, I think that if anything, my, my hope is that as there's more awareness of how much work there is to do, that, less people will be apathetic yeah that more people will but I, I guess to be fair it's always been that way um i think our burden is that we're wiser yes so we well some of us are wiser so we see it more um or we're growing up and we're just like exposed to so many things i mean it's one of the, the burdens of not being ignorant right yes <laughs> yep there is definitely a responsibility that comes with uh, being aware. Yeah, exactly. Dang girl. Okay. So last question, 
It's a lighter one, I promise. Um, <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> what's your uh, What's your favorite self care regime? What's your What? How do you take care of yourself? It's a long one, Get- but how do I take care of myself? For me, the perfect thing would be. It. I feel like for me, it starts with a nice exercise. Um, I don't exercise enough, but when I do, I feel so great about myself. Mm. So it would be maybe doing some yoga, going for a swim, and then coming back home, doing like a one-hour facial. Like I'm talking massage, using, um, like taking care of my skin in general, mm. right? And then getting a nice meal, either ordering or cooking something, and then just choosing a really nice movie on Netflix and watch that until I fall asleep. Mm, that sounds like a dream day. Uh, it's like re- so relaxing, so relaxing. Do you do that very often? Do you schedule it into your to your week? I think it happens randomly. I would schedule facials in the during the week. Yeah. So I feel like this is something I do twice a week. Okay. Amazing. Do yeah, you twice a week. do you give your do you do your own facials or do you go somewhere? No, I've gone um, a couple of places, maybe three or four times, but I do it myself. I do it myself. Do you have a favorite brand of, of skincare that you use for your facials? Not just one. I've used several. So I start with kind of like removing the makeup and then using toners and using like a nice um, vitamin B serum and then using those kind of like hydrating um mask sheet from Sephora mm-hmm. uh, and then finishing all of that up with, and you're usually a lot of the steps take time, right? So mm-hmm. you put on a mask, you have to leave it on for 20 minutes. And then if I do um, sort of like a peel, I have to wait 20 minutes. So that's what takes the time. And then I finish it off with sort of like this um, avocado live-in moisturizing cream that you can stay with it overnight. So while I feel like refreshed and glowing, I'm just like, watching some scary fucked up thriller. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That sounds like bliss. Yeah. I'm coming to visit. We'll do it together. <laughs> yes. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much for, for taking time to chat with me. And um, I definitely feel um, a whole lot more enlightened. And I'm really grateful for your willingness to be an advocate and be um someone who inspires so many, including myself, um, in the way that you see the world and the way that you just take it all on and dive in. So much love to you. Thanks for having me and, and talking about all these things that I haven't really been able to even put into words. So it's going to be great helping me out writing this article actually. Yes. Do you know when it's coming (laughs) out? Um, so, uh, the most important thing is that I didn't want it to just come from me. I wanted it to, to, I wanted to get testimonials from people who've, who've had bad experiences or good experiences. So talking to other women with disabilities who are dating, um, before I can wrap it up, but hopefully I can kind of like get it out in two weeks. Okay. Yeah. I love it. Okay. Well then if, uh, if it's already out, by the time this podcast comes out, then I'll put a link to the article in the podcast okay. post. How about that? Yay. Sounds great. Awesome. All right, my love. Well, I can't wait to see you again. And um, until then, be well. Thank you very much. Thanks. Bye. 
You've been listening to Out of Line with Caroline Lee. Tweet me at Team Woodnote or tag me in your posts on Instagram using Out of Line Podcast and let me know what you thought of today's discussion and who you'd like to hear as a guest on Out of Line next. This episode of Out of Line was produced by me, Caroline. All sound editing, engineering, and original music composition by Jaden Lee. And a big thank you to Cat Footwear for working with Out of Line this season. Hit subscribe to get the next episode on your mobile device when it drops next week. And if you love what you heard, please whip out a review, will ya?